Welcome to the Radiant Life Church Podcast. You're about to hear a message that we pray will inspire your heart and challenge your faith. For more information on RLC, please visit myrlc.family or check us out on social media. Have a blessed day. Now here's your message. Today we're wrapping up a series that we've entitled Noise. How do we hear God in a chaotic culture? Right? So there's, there's, there's so much noise. There's so many things happening around us. How do we hear his voice? And uh, in the first part of the series, Pastor Anthony kicked off and he talks about how we prepare our heart. Right? It's preparing ourselves, preparing our heart, preparing our mind to hear. And then last week we talked about the, the multiple ways that God does speak to us today. Through his word, through, through others. And we landed on, he speaks so often through the whisper through the whisper. And today, now that we know we've prepared our hearts, we're hearing him in the whisper, how do we know it's him speaking? Right? How do we know? When, when you hear the whisper, how do you know that is God's voice? And so we've been jumping in every week uh, to the book of John chapter 10, verses three through five. And so we're gonna read that one more time this morning. It says, the gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice. So again, this is a metaphor. This is a story. This is Jesus sharing He's giving this metaphor like, hey, I'm the shepherd, you're the sheep. And so he's, he's sharing this story. He said, he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. So he is calling us by name. He's leading us out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them. And his sheep follow him because they know his voice. So we're able to follow because we know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Right, so it's, it's our understanding of leaning into listening to his voice and then to being able to discern between the whisper of is that his voice or is that a different, a different voice? I shared this last week. God is a speaking God. Are we a listening people? God is constantly speaking. Are we able to listen, right? So he gave us one mouth and two ears so that we would, we would listen twice as much as we talked. But how do we know it's him speaking? How do we recognize his voice? And, and you would think like, hey, we're in church this morning. We're all gathered here. We're in our seats. We're engaging. We're ready to go. And so whatever I hear in this place has to be his voice. Because he, because surely, he, and we know he's in this place. But if you're here this morning, maybe there are times when it's like, oh, was, are we sure that's him? Right, let me, give you, let me give you an understanding. It doesn't happen often, but every now and then, right? So right back here, I go at the wheelchair ramp and I stand and I, I get a drink of water before I come out because I just want to make sure I'm ready to go. And I'm back there and I pray and I'm like, Lord, just give me the wisdom. Give me, like, I want to be able to communicate your truth, not my truth, but your truth in a way that, that our hearts are ready to receive it and then we can apply it. But growing up as a kid, life for me, I wasn't raised in church. And uh, for me, even though um, I... I so I don't know if you, it's changed definitely for sure. Uh, the Colbeck kids who were up here singing, like she got that beautiful red hair. That was me. That was the color of my hair. But uh, sometimes kids are a little mean and they, they pick on the people with red hair. And so made fun of, and I was shy and I didn't want to talk to people. I was always hiding behind my mom. My mom actually told me that I didn't, I didn't talk until I was about three and a half. And then when I started talking, it was complete sentences. That's how shy I was. Like, I don't even want to speak to you. And when I do need to speak, I'll just, I guess I'll start. Um, but going up through, through junior high and then high school, even though I was a, I was a three-sport athlete, um, I was well-known. That it's not like I had enemies. I, I, it, but there was something inside of me that was afraid of failure. There was, there was, a, there was something inside of me that didn't want to be rejected. There was a part of me that said, even, even though I'm playing, I, it's never going to be good enough. I'm never going to be good enough. I won't get good enough grades. I won't get, and 
So as you, you have that and you walk through that and Jesus is healing that in my life, that still happens. So there's every now and then I'm standing back there and I hear a voice that says, they're not gonna listen. You have nothing to say to them because everyone out here is so much smarter than you. And, and, and listen, there are so many better, there are hundreds of thousands of communicators that will share the gospel so much better than you and they're gonna wanna listen to them and they're never gonna wanna hear it from you. And then I gotta think while I'm standing back there, okay, is that the voice of the enemy or is that the voice of Almighty? Is that the whisper of the enemy or is that the whisper of the Almighty? And so I know whose whisper that is. That is not the whisper of God. That's the whisper of the enemy just, just playing in on the weaknesses that we all have. And I have them too. And so I have to shut out that voice. I gotta, I gotta give myself that pep talk. Not that you're Goliath and I'm David, but if that, I stand and I'm like, okay, listen, here we go. You come at me with spear and sword and javelin, but I come at you in the name of the Lord God Almighty. Like I am called, I am equipped, I am anointed and I'm ready to go. And so I pray and I tune out that noise and I hone in to what Jesus has. And so for us, how do we know the difference of the whisper? How do we know it's the voice of the Lord? How do we know it's not the voice of the enemy? How do, we, how do we know it's not just something we thought up in our mind? How do we know it's not from the spicy tacos that we ate the night before? Right, so how do we lean in and know that it's the whisper of God? Because even when we, when we look at scripture, we look at, we look at Peter, he's a disciple, he's a follower of Jesus. There's this moment where Jesus asks a question. He says, who do you think? Who do you think? Who do you say I am? Right? Some say prophets, some say, right? And, and so who do you say? You're my followers. Who do you say? And Peter was like, you're the Christ. You're the Messiah. And Jesus says, you're right, but you didn't get that on your own. He says, that came from my heavenly father. As in, you heard the whisper, Peter, and you know, because you were dialed into what God would have to say, and you know who I am. That's awesome. The same Peter when Jesus is now speaking about giving his life for humanity and having to, to pay for his life at the cross, Peter doesn't hear the whisper. He hears the wrong whisper and he's like, that's never gonna happen on my watch, Jesus. And Jesus then has to say this to Peter, that was not downloaded from heaven, but get thee behind me, Satan. So we even know that, that the very best will miss the mark at times, but how do we hit the mark? How do we lean in and go, how do I know this is the voice of the Lord? In 1 John 4, 1, it says, dear friends, do not believe every spirit. Don't believe everybody who comes, but believe, but, he, but test the spirits and see whether they are from God. Proverbs 14, 12 says, there is a way that appears right, but in the end, it leads to death. But Pastor Lance, I, here's how I know if God wants me happy. And so because he wants me happy, I know that no matter what I do, as long as it makes me happy, it must be right. And it must be his whisper. Can I just push back on that for just a moment this morning? God desires holiness over happiness, but your holiness will lead you to his happiness, right? As we get to know Christ more and, and fall in love with him and, and hear that voice and understand that whisper, then we'll lean in. So let me give you real quick this morning, four, four filters or four ways we can know and test the voice. The first is this, does it try to stretch the scripture? Right, if you're hearing a whisper and it's trying to st stretch the scripture, a whisper that does not align with the word is not from God. Because God is never contrary to his word. 
He wrote it. It, it, it. The scripture tells us not to add or subtract anything from it. So what it says, it stands and it stands alone. It is the truth. It is the word of God. So anything that comes along and says, oh, I'm, I'm better or bigger or holds itself up against or does not come in alignment or contradicts the word, that's not the whisper of the Lord. We don't change the word to align to our actions. We change our actions to align to his word. Right? It's not like, oh, I, I see something in my life and then I read in the Bible and, I, and I'm looking and I'm like, well, I don't really like that. I disagree with it. So I'm just gonna rip that page out and throw it away because I want my life, my actions to align to his word, not vice versa. And so we have to make sure that we're always aligning our life and that whisper to the word. There was in Matthew chapter 19, the religious people are coming to Jesus and they're having a, a conversation with him and they wanna challenge him. And he's, he, he comes to him and was like, listen, why do you want my opinion when it's already been written? You already know the truth. You know, like, I feel like a few good men. You can't handle the truth, but you know the truth. So why are you asking for my thoughts? Right? We, here in Northern Ohio, we have some amazing um, agencies that can help with, with clinical counseling scriptural clinical counseling. We have Emerge and then we have Renew right in our backyard. And, and those are opportunities for us to, 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 to be able to just hone in and go and get, get some help so that we could be whole in Jesus. And sometimes people will come to us and they want biblical counseling. That's what we do as pastoral staff. We don't have the degrees to be able to help people with clinical counseling, but we can, offer, we can offer biblical counseling. But it's hard as a pastor to sit down and then unpack the word and say, well, this is what the Bible has to say. And then on the, the flip side of it is, but I don't really like what it has to say. I can't change it. That's not up to me. All I can do is bring it to you and share it with you and then say, okay, great. This is how this can work. But I don't want to share my opinion, right? I'm not trying to get people to buy into an opinion, but into what does the gospel have to say? What does the word have to say? And Jesus is sharing right here. He's, he, and he says, some Pharisees come to him to test him. They asked, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason? Haven't you read, he replied. Do you see that? Haven't you read? Don't you know it's already been written and why are you coming and asking? And they says that at the beginning, the creator made them male and female and said, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife and the two will become one flesh. So they're no longer two, but one. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no one separate. So what are we seeing? We're seeing there's a challenge. I don't want to give my opinion, but you already know what's written. Luke 21, 33. It says, and though all, all heaven and earth shall pass away, yet my words, my words will remain true forever. Right? It's his word. So you can, you can take one verse out of context. Right? Theologically, like when we read through scripture, it's not just taking a glimpse of a, a verse, but we have to be willing to, to put it with the whole counsel of God. What does God's word in totality have to say about this topic and about this subject? I'm not saying this was the, a wise thing to do, but we, we could look and go, man, there was a guy named Solomon in the Bible. How many know Solomon, right? Very wise. But Solomon had 700 wives and 300 concubines. You could go, you know what? Solomon had 700, so obviously God wants me to have more than one. But that is not taking the entire scripture into context and being able to look at it with the whole counsel of God. Because then you read and you get to, you get to portions like Titus and Timothy where it's, it's talking about leaders and elders and how we should live our lives. And it says the husband of one, just, just one wife. And you go, yeah, but I don't like the fact about being one. I want the 700. 
we have to put the whole counsel of God into play. So what does the word have to say? The devil, the devil tried to use the word to tempt the word. Let that sink in for a moment. The devil tried to use the word to tempt the word and the word rebuttaled with the word to fight off the word that was spoken because it wasn't an accurate word. And so the word, Jesus, right? In the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word came and dwelt among us. That's Jesus and he's the word and he fasts for 40 days and for 40 nights. And then he comes out of the wilderness and here's the enemy to tempt him. We're gonna be fasting for 21 days in the month of January. And I would just, I would, I'm preparing you right now in this moment that, that when you take time to get close to God, the enemy is not happy with you. And so in that moment, there's a temptation and Jesus is tempted and the enemy is using the word. Just let that sink in. He's whispering a word, but it wasn't an accurate word. It wasn't a whole totality of the word. He was taking bits and pieces and trying to manipulate the word and the word spoke, it is written. Jesus said it three times. I hear you, but it is written. And I hear you, and it is written. And so we, do, we, we have to make sure that we're taking the whole counsel of God. You have to know the word to live the word. You gotta know it. You gotta be in it. It has to be a part of you. Once, once you get that word to saturate into your heart, then it will flow from your heart. But that means we have to know the word to live the word. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse five, it says, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself against the knowledge of God. So any argument, any, any action, any thought that sets itself up higher, anything or anyone that comes to you and proclaims that there is another way, there is something or someone higher than Jesus, er, breaks, claiming they are Jesus or another Jesus. There's only been one. And so we demolish those arguments and the pretension. So that's the first filter. Second filter is this. Does it lead me to be more like Christ? If if I follow through with the whisper, will I become more like Christ? Because the more you get to know God, the more you become like him. It's natural. The more you hang out with people, the more you begin, you begin to, to see who they are and you become more like them. The more you get to know God, the more you become like him. And so maybe you're watching online or maybe you're in the room this morning and in just a few short weeks, we're gonna have our next set of midweeks starting in 2024. We're kicking off the year with a night of worship on January 3rd, I believe, so make sure you're here for that. And then the following Wednesday night, we're having a midweek and we're kicking off all new classes. And one of those classes is called Alpha. Alpha is, is, a, is a 10 week class that helps us if maybe you're here and you're like, I'm not even sure if God's real. Can I just say, I love that you're here and I love that you're watching because you're trying to work out what it is you believe. And so Alpha is a class where you can come. Is God real? Is Jesus real? If he is, then what did, what did he say? What, did he, what does he mean? How do I pray? Or maybe you're new to faith. You're like, what's my next step of following Jesus? I would encourage you to be a part of Alpha. Why? All of that, that class has the heart of, man, I wanna get to know God so I can become more like him. Philippians 2.5 says, in your lives, you must think and act like Christ Jesus. All right, so you get that thought and you're like, mm, you know what, today after church, I just feel like I'm supposed to tell this person off. Well, tell, will you telling that person off help you to become more like Jesus? Is it an action or a thought that Christ would do? Now, let me just share with you a little story of how this, this comes to play. Just a few weeks ago, Pastor Angel and I are at a mission summit. We're, we're gathered with uh, fellow pastors from all over the country. We're, we're sitting down, we're at a resort, and uh, where we are at was 85 and sunny, okay? And if there's, there's one, there's two big differences between Pastor Angel and I, and one 
she's a woman and I'm a man. So that's the first. The second is um, skin complexion. Uh, I look more like Casper the ghost and uh, she, she is definitely not Casper the ghost. And so when we go somewhere that's really warm, this is usually how it works. I'll sit in the shade and she will sit in the sun. I put on sunscreen and still sit in the shade and she puts on none and she just basks, right, in the sun. So we get up, we're at a hotel, they've got tons of chairs for you to be able to put your stuff down and just for you to be able to relax and enjoy. And so we had a break in the day before our conference in the evening. And so we go and we're sitting down and I found this one that had a little canopy and so the sun was setting and so I kept scooting back. And at some point I even put the whole entire beach towel over my body and I'm just avoiding the sun. And she's just like, ah. but I was like, hey, I, I see there's some empty chairs just right there. Like right, we're looking at empty chairs in front of us. There were some people that were sitting there, but they left about 20 minutes. They're just sitting empty. And I was like, honey, look, that one's fully covered in the shade. And the one next to it is fully in the sun. I think that's, I think that's a sign from the Lord, right? So we pick up our stuff, we move it. We put our blankets out, put our sunscreen, bathing suit cover, all of these things. And so we're just sitting there. I'm reading a book. I'm listening to headphones. We've been there for about 10, 15 minutes. And then my wife was like, hey, why don't we go over here and see if, we, if any of our friends are up here? They said they were gonna be gathering over here. I was like, yeah, we'll just leave our stuff here. That's what you do, right? You leave it there. And so we leave it there and we walk around and we find our friends and we're talking. And it just so happens next to our friends, there were some empty chairs. I was like, hey, you stay here. I'll go get our stuff, right? So I start walking to go get our stuff and I'm looking and I'm like, I thought it was right there. Why don't, Huh. And then I see this lady, she turns around a little bit and I see this color cover up. I was like, that looks like my wife's. And so I just said, ma'am, where are you going with our stuff? And she's holding it and she was like, well, I'm gonna take it over to where you drop off the towels. And I was like, why are you carrying my stuff? And she goes, well, you put it in my chair. I was like, I'm so sorry, I didn't. I didn't know out of the 300 chairs that are available that these two that you weren't sitting in and had nothing on belonged to you. And so I said, ma'am, can I have my stuff back? And so she starts and I just grab it and I'm carrying it and I'm holding it. And I'm like, I don't even know what's happening right now. And this, and then I heard a whisper, heard a whisper, don't choke her. That's how I knew, right? And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I started carrying it back and I turned back around. See, you have to make a decision. Will this whisper lead me to be more like Christ? Right? And I was like, I don't know what's happening. And I stopped one more time and I said, ma'am, can you please explain to me why it is you felt you could grab something that didn't belong to you and take it somewhere that I, how was I going to find it if I wasn't here? And why did you grab it? And she goes, because those are my seats. And I said, ma'am, one last time how am I supposed to know that they belong to you? Like you own the resort, like is your name? Like, I don't understand. She said, well, just don't sit in my seat. And I was like, that's another whisper. I grab my stuff and I walk back and I find my wife and right away she goes, are you okay? And I put this stuff down and I said, no, not really. I'm trying to figure out if I'm gonna choke a 60 year old lady right now for touching my stuff. Like there is something within me and this is how you know I am really saved. Right, this is how you know, like, Jesus has my heart, and I put my stuff down, and I, like, I'm, she's like, you, I've never seen you like this. She's like, we've been married 26 years, I've never seen you so bothered. And I'm like, she's got my stuff. And her justification was, out of every seat here that doesn't belong to her, those two did. 
And for a half hour, I was supposed to know somehow strategically that those two empty seats had her name on it. So I was like, I'm just frustrated. I don't know what to do. This is how you know that I'm rid Jesus as my heart. Because the old Lance is all about retaliation. But the Jesus-loving Lance is about forgiveness. So then I came up with every plan in every way to be able to retaliate to this woman. Because I knew in my mind exactly what she looked like. Because I looked dead into her eyes. Right? Like gingers can steer, like, stare right into your eyes and steal your soul if you don't know that. Like, so I was ready. And so I know what she looks like. No joke. The next day, this is how you know the Lord's working. I see her putting her stuff down. And I was like, that's it. I'm going to grab her stuff and I'm going to take it to the pool boy, the cabana guy, and be like, I found this on my seat. Those are my seats. But I didn't do any of that. I prayed for her. I didn't heard the right whisper, right? And so how do we know is the whisper, if I follow through with what my mind thinks, but I listen to what my heart is saying because I want to be more like Jesus, how do I respond, right? How do we respond? And so we have to ask ourselves that question. Does it lead me to be more like Christ? Now, how do we practically do this? James 3, 17 through 18 says, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure. Let that sink in for a moment. It's pure. Right? So when we're about to listen and hear the whisper, is it pure? Or is it guiding me to a pureness? And then the scripture goes on. Like, keep going with the scripture. It says, then peace loving is what I'm about to do. Peace loving is what I'm about to do. Consider it. Is what I'm about to do submissive? Is what I'm about to do full of mercy? Is it good fruit? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness? Self-control, like, do I have the fruit of the spirit and about what I'm about to do? Is it impartial? Is it sincere? Because peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. Man, it's hard sometimes when people steal your things. But we reap what we sow. And do we have a heart? Are we, are we doing things intentionally, right? The whisper, will it move us to be more like Christ? The third filter to test, is this the voice of the Lord? Is does godly counsel agree? Right, if I throw out, if I, I'm on a staff meeting and I throw out an idea or I'm in a board meeting, uh, we just had one on Tuesday, I throw out an idea and, and there's like, ooh, what's happening? It even happened this Tuesday. I was just throwing out an idea, something you know, potentially may do, and there was, there was a little bit of, there was, there was some pushback. Now in that, in that moment, you have a couple things you could, you, could, you could go, well, I don't really care what anybody else says, or you go, oh, I need to lean in because there's wisdom in the council. There's wisdom in the group. And so it's like, man, if, if, if there's pushback, then maybe that means we're not supposed to move forward. No agreement means no advancement. You just wait, you hit pause. Proverbs 12, 15, it says, the way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice, right? We have to listen to advice. Proverbs 19, 20 through 21, it says, listen to advice and accept discipline. Oh, we're all really good at that. Like I'm grown, don't tell me what to do. But it says, listen, if we want to be wise, then we listen and then accept discipline. At the end, you will be counted among the wise. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. And then Proverbs 24, 6 says, surely you need guidance to wage war and victory is won through many advisors. Here's what I know to be true, that we need to find people in our life that will tell us what we need to hear and not what we want to hear. We need to find people who will tell us what we need to hear and not what we want to hear. Right? We can, we, if we go looking for, for the correct answer, we'll find it. 
Right? If you Google something specific, it gives you the answers to what you asked. But if we hit pause for just a moment and say, okay, let me lean in, let me listen. If, if the council is saying this is a bad idea, then we need to listen. If we ask five people, hey, tell me what you see in our marriage that we're struggling with, and all five people give you the same response and you don't follow through, then you didn't listen to the wisdom of the council. Right, you go to a parenting class, Pastor Kim and, and, and Katie are teaching a parenting class and, and you're struggling and you're sharing their thoughts and, and all of a sudden they respond back with, it sounds like maybe you need to add some more structure to your children's lives. But you don't change anything at home and there's no more structure and you keep getting the same results. Did we listen to the council and take their advice? So we have to, we have to listen to those around us. And then lastly, last filter I'll share with you, do I have a piece? Now understand, don't start with number four, you start with number one. So once you know, hey, this lines up with the word of God. Number two, me doing this, yes, it totally will draw me closer to God. Number three, is the counsel, the wisdom of those around me in agreement, yes. Then number four is, do I have a peace? Do I have a peace? First Corinthians 14, says, for God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. Confusion is not from him, fear is not from him but do we have a peace, a peace that passes all understanding? It was probably 13, 13 and a half years ago, Pastor Angel uh, was a youth pastor, I was an uh, associate pastor, and we knew it was time for us to, to move on and we were called to be lead pastors. And so we put our resumes out and we go through some interviews and the first church offered, offered us a job, it just didn't feel right, so we said no. And then we go to the second church and uh, they're in the same boat and they offer us a job and I was like, no, nah, it's good, I'm, it's not right. And they're like, but something's not, something's not right. Like, what, what is it? And I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't share with them at the time that the church was located on a college campus. And so the day that I went for the interview, I went and prayed on the college campus. Because if your church is in a college campus, then you should be reaching college students. And so I go to the school and I, I'm praying and, they were, and it just so happens the day that I was praying and the day of the interview was St. Patrick's Day. And so there, there was a lot of people walking around with a lot of green and a lot of green beer. And so when I went and met with the church and I told them where I was at, their, their mouths dropped. And they said, oh, we'd never go. We'd never go anywhere near the campus, especially on St. Patrick's Day, the filth and the vile. And I said, oh, the people who need Jesus? Because my heart wants to be where lost people are. Like, I, I wanna be salt and light. I wanna love, I wanna, I wanna walk alongside people. I wanna give them hope. They're hopeless and I have the hope, but I'm afraid to be where they're at. No, I wanna, I wanna be where they're at. I'm not gonna do what they do, but I wanna be where they're at. And so I knew that would not be the right fit. That would not work for Pastor Angel and I. Like, that's a hard no. But they were like, no, no, no. We think it's because we offended you with, our, with how much we were gonna pay you. Now, it was bad, don't get me wrong, <laughs> but that wasn't it. And so he, the, the board member's like, hey, listen, I got, we got a, we got a, we have a, we used to do counseling in this house, but we haven't done it in years and the house is just sitting empty. What if we remodel the whole thing for you and it could be yours and your family, like it'll belong to you. I was like, sir, I'm so sorry. You could, you could tell me you'd give me a million dollars. I'd have to say no, because I don't have a peace. I don't have a peace with what you're asking. And it was just a few short months later where we were interviewing here at Radiant Life Church. And then Pastor Angel heard the whisper. 
So we show up and we're getting ready for an interview and we've done some phone conversations, but we walk into the building, we open the doors, we walk in. And as soon as she walks in, she hears a whisper that says, welcome home. Now, if you've been with us any length of time, we, we, we often will say you show, up, you show up as guests, but you, live, you leave as family and we have a welcome center and it says, welcome home. Because you, we want you to hear that same whisper, welcome home. Now understand, the Lord spoke to Pastor Angel. He didn't speak to me. She felt welcome home. I said, no, why? Lord, I'm standing in a foyer with pink tile and wallpaper on every wall. You didn't call me to my grandma's house? No. But I knew, I knew. I heard the whisper too. And so do we hear the whisper, the whisper that gives us a peace? Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer, petition, and thanksgiving, present your request to God. And then the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. What does understanding mean? Understand means beyond human reasoning. It doesn't make sense. So, so there are times in our life where we have to live by faith and it may not make sense. It doesn't make sense, but the peace leads you to understand that it's not about the wallpaper. The peace leads you to understand that you can have a list. Last week I said, I have so many lists that I have lists that I have lists. I challenge my children to do it all the time. I'm like, hey, how do you know? Make a pros and cons list. Like, write it out, get the whiteboard, grab those giant white pieces of paper, stick it on the wall, grab the marker and start putting pros, cons. But this type of peace goes, it doesn't make sense. It should be a no, but I know the Lord is leading and it's, it's aligning with this word. I have, I have counsel from, from, from others and I got a peace that doesn't make any sense, that I'm not anxious, I'm not worried, that I know he's got everything under control. Lastly, some of you are like, you said you had four filters. It's Christmas, I'm feeling generous. I'm gonna give you five. And it's this. Walk in the direction of the whisper. Man, is this really God? Begin to walk in the direction of the whisper. Abraham in, 11, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse eight, it's giving an account of his life, right? Abraham is in the Old Testament in the book of Genesis and he lived by faith. And now he's, he's in this hall of fame of faith in Hebrews chapter 11. And this is what it said. He went even though he did not know where he was going. So the direction, he didn't have, he didn't have the map quest. He didn't have, he didn't have a GPS. He didn't have an Apple. He didn't have an iPhone. He didn't have a Samsung. He had no way to know where he was going, but he trusted that he heard the correct whisper. Abraham, I want you to leave. And when you do, I'm going to take you someplace and you're going to be the father of many nations. And we still talk about him. We still sing his song, father Abraham, many sons, many sons, right? And so we're still singing it to this day, but it never would have happened if he would not have walked in the direction of the whisper. And so we have to walk by faith and not by sight. And so are you willing to walk in the direction of the whisper? Or I said, it's a, it's a piece that doesn't make sense. Some, some of you were in the room this day when Pastor Angel and I sat down for, for this interview. And some people, you, many of you may not know this and those of you in the room may not remember it, but there was, a, there, was, there, was a, there was a voice. And this is what they said, we don't need a pastor. We're good without one. And I was like, why am I here then? 
why am I in this interview if you don't need, you don't need us? But it was in that moment that the whisper, the whisper from the Almighty was stronger. And we had a peace and we knew this is where we were supposed to be. It's easy to look back now, 12 years later and be like, yeah, that was such an easy decision to make. Look where we are. It wasn't as easy when you have three young children and when you show up, the children's ministry doubles that day. But you, you see all these kids and that was just a small portion of all of our kids in the church. There's weeks when we have 100 plus kids. The day we showed up, it was doubled. I was like, did I make the right decision? And the answer is yes, because we heard the whisper. And we had a peace that passed all understanding. And so how do we end this series? In just a few short weeks, we're gonna, we're gonna hit pause. We're gonna fast, we're gonna pray. We're gonna be praying for breakthroughs in your life. So maybe you're, you're bound and you're like, I don't even know what I'm bound from. And, but you, you need freedom, you need wholeness. We're gonna, we're gonna seek the Lord in prayer. We're gonna fast. And, and the heart and desire of prayer and fasting is a closeness to the Lord. And so we're gonna get close to the Lord. But I love how we align to the series by hearing the voice of the Lord, knowing that we can just sit down and we can pause and we can we reflect because now we know how to prepare our hearts. We know how he's going to speak. And now we can have a clarity of mind knowing it's him who's speaking to us. So with your eyes closed this morning, your heads bowed, I'm gonna pray as we close out our series. If you would say, Pastor Lance, I wanna hear his voice. I wanna hear the whisper and I want clarity to know it's him. Whether that's in a, a new assignment, whether that's a starting something fresh or unique, I, whether that's just hearing the whisper of these words, because I believe this is for someone right here, right now, this morning. I didn't say it in the first service. I believe it's for someone right here. You need to hear the whisper of, I love you. That there is a God who created all of this, but he's so personal and he's so intimate and he gave his life for you because he loves you. Not a love like we love, but a love and agape love, it's unconditional. And despite the horrible choices you've made, despite he loves you and his goodness is chasing you. And he wants you to be found. And the last book of the Bible says that he stands at the door and he knocks. Will you open your heart to answer the door and to hear the whisper, I love you? So if you're here today and you want to hear the whisper and know the clarity, I'm just going to close in prayer. If that's you, just raise your hand. And just say, I want to hear his voice clearly. I want to know what he has for me. So Jesus, you see every hand and every heart that's abandoned towards you. Father, I pray today where we have the tools, we have the resources, we have your word. We, don't, we, we want to make sure that when we hear your whisper, it, it, it would never be in contrary to your word, but it would always be in alignment with your word. Because we're not going to stretch the scripture we're not going to change. We're not going to change your word to align to our life. We're going to make sure that we're changing our life to align to your word because that's the whisper. And we want to become more like you. We want to make sure that the advice we're given is from the, is from the counsel of those that we've asked. But God, we're not going, we're not looking for what we, what we want to hear. We're looking for what we need to hear, even if it's the hard truth. And God, would you give us with that whisper a peace that passes all understanding? Because God, I believe there's some in here today that, are, that have a calling upon their life. 
whether that's a calling to even follow you in the, in, the, in the mission field, a calling to even get involved in ministry or start a new ministry or begin a, a nonprofit, a, a call here to, to share your goodness in, in the marketplace. Or I pray that we would have our ears in tune to your whisper and we would be willing to walk towards that whisper no matter the call. We give you praise and thanks for all you've done and you will do in Jesus' name, amen.